On the 10th episode of Instant Noodles, I have with me Shrijani Majumdar. A journalist reporting on the sports landscape in India today, Shrijani talks to me about being one of the few women in an industry that lords sportsmen more than women and how she's trying to correct that through her human interest stories. This yoga practitioner and recently converted resident of Mumbai also chats with me about the state of media today and keeping reporting clean of political influences. I'm your host, Meher Sariwala. Hi, Srijani. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Meher. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you, and great to have you on the show. Um, so I know you live in Bombay right now, uh, and um, you've got a whole apartment to yourself, like you were sharing with me. Um, so tell me, do you sometimes go for the instant noodles packets, and how do you like your noodles? Of course, of course. In fact, the best way to define instant noodles is, you know, a time-saver breakfast for a person who has to log in at five in the morning every day. So sometimes I tend to oversleep, you know, by the time I realize it's time to go for walk, I think I have only 30 minutes of time in my hand. So to avoid being messier, I sometimes do keep my healthy regimen aside and, you know, just rely on instant noodles. <laughs> and, and how do you like to eat them just the way they are? Just plain, yeah, yeah. Putting that masala over. <laughs> nice. Okay, great. Um, so... I know you work in the very exciting field of sports journalism uh, and um, you work out of uh, Mumbai, but um, you have grown up in Calcutta, studied in Bangalore and now find yourself in Mumbai. So over these last sort of eight, 10 years, uh, the decade, uh, any things that significantly come to mind? Definitely. In fact, you know, talking about uh, uh, ideas or uh, anything that... Uh, that's been central to me yeah choosing a field of study meant trouble for me uh let's put it like this you know my hometown is calcutta but i have spent most of my childhood years in a place very close to jharkhand so uh i had this you know uh, a lot of this non-bengali culture around me and uh just when he he was transferred back to calcutta you know uh it was something that we couldn't accept so i have had quite a lot of trouble adjusting to this place to this uh, school in Calcutta and adjusting to that Bengali culture. I mean, I hate to say this, but yes, that was it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, after that, I decided to uh, go for honors in English and uh, followed by a degree in uh, either journalism or law, whatever suit, suited me best at that time. Uh, eventually it was journalism and uh, here I am today. So, so when you say it was a battle finding, you know, what you wanted to study or work in, uh, was that sort of like an internal co- conflict in terms of what you want to do? Or it was something that people around you were already envisioning for you and you were struggling with that? It was, it was a big time because I remember it was 2011. That was the year when we uh, were transferred to Calcutta and uh, I remember having chosen science because uh, my sister was a, a very good student, which I believe I wasn't. So just to you know, uh, have that competition, just to have that edge, I thought I'll, uh, I'll choose my field of study as science and I'll see whatever comes uh, ahead. So I did do that and 
I I literally failed. I literally failed. It it was it was a very troublesome time, believe me. And uh, after my tenth boards, I opted for humanities, and that's when the real me happened. <laughs> yeah. So it was quite a bad time for me. Right. So from English to journalism, and I know that you also came to Bangalore to study journalism. How has that entire phase been? Both sort of the cultural shift of studying in Calcutta versus studying in Bangalore, and also moving away from say literature and coming into journalism. How has that phase been? It was really nice. In fact, uh, uh, choosing English over anything else uh, had only one objective: that is to study journalism. Uh, and I did that. But the real trouble came when I uh, passed my honors degree, and uh, there was no college, you know, for me because uh, I had this very big dream of studying at ACJ, which is Asian College of Journalism, which is Asia's best. And uh, I remember having uh, gotten through uh, this written test, but uh, unfortunately, I did not get selected after the interview round. and uh, by the time that happened you know i had already let go of several other colleges several other good colleges and thankfully by god's grace i uh, came across comets and uh, that gave me a very big opportunity ahead of me and i think comets played a very important role in shaping me as a journalist and uh, you know letting me be who i am today And, and how did that happen? Like, how did comets really help? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Comets, uh, I think comets. The best part about comets, Meher, is uh, how they keep, how they kept, you know, stressing and focusing more on practical knowledge, which is very, which is very important to journalism. Journalism doesn't mean books, right? It means practical knowledge. You know how uh, often you go out and report. how often you go out and study people how often you go out and you know uh, be the voice of the common people is what journalism actually is and that's what comics did to me you know more than more than uh, more than the books more than anything else it was the practical knowledge it was the reporting that we used to do that i used to do mainly and comics was you know always just giving me that nudge you know which is very important mm. So tell me, Shijini. Um, I know you said that when you moved from Jharkhand to Calcutta, the the Bengali culture took you some time, sort of assimilating into. But how has you know moving to say Bangalore and the shift in culture? How has that experience been? So uh, Meher, Bangalore was the first place I uh, ever you know uh, I ever went out. Uh, to study uh, in and uh, i think that was the place where i did not have my parents my sister or my uh, friends my group of uh, that circle my group of close friends i never i did not have anybody there so i had to literally look care look after myself and you know uh, things were really tough but going to bangalore and uh, getting admitted to this college meant only succeeding in journalism for me nothing else and yeah if we talk about the culture uh, i i think i adapted to that culture because comics has this bengali culture again <laughs> so it is not tough <laughs> and um, 
and how is very and how did you find your way into republic tv and you know into sports journalism how how did that happen it was uh, in fact out of the blue sort of thing because uh, people here uh republic means politics politics means republic <laughs> but uh, me being a sports journalist and joining republic was uh, a big shocker to everybody uh, in fact i couldn't believe that you know i'll be joining republic uh, as a sports journalist because republic and sports it's not connected right but you know i'm glad that uh, things are changing now and uh, you know we are getting as much uh sports coverage uh as any other channels as any other sports publications now so that is happening only because uh people have taken people have started taking republic as a sports media uh you know and did you always do sports journalism there no uh, so initially when i joined republic uh back in 2019 i was a news producer there and uh my job was very different to what i am doing now my job was uh, primarily you know producing stories and putting them on air whereas now whereas now i am working uh, in digital media and uh, my job is primarily content based editorial based hmm. and when you were producing news i knew you said that republic and politics uh, are you know synonymous with each other um was your political views also shaped a lot being with that channel i think that is the truth uh, of every media organization that we have in the country and uh, that affiliation towards a ruling party a political party is something that we are all aware of and uh, republic uh, republic is uh, no difference i mean we all do it and uh, you know as an em- as an employee of this company we are uh, we are ha- we are going to have to abide by that uh, policy that our company follows so i think there is no harm you know uh, getting to adapt into uh, certain policies that your company follows or wants you to follow so i think i'm just i'm just doing the job uh, of an employee here i mean nothing more than that i think more than that so so what you just said was that the truth people may not agree to it or say it openly but every sort of media house or channel has affiliation to some political party or the other even if they may not totally say it absolutely right but you know as a journalist uh maybe it sounds idealistic and you can correct me um you know journalism or the fourth estate as it's called is generally wanted to be neutral right because as a person who consumes it wants to know the facts not somebody's political opinion of that situation right so should we accept that you know the new media and and uh, uh news channels are having a fashion and take it with a pinch of salt or should we be a little bit more hopeful that you know we will get unbiased neutral news i think people uh, your listeners meher would call me a hypocrite and would question my hypocrisy but i think journalism means uh, you know being neutral it doesn't mean uh, getting affiliated but unfortunately uh, this is the case uh this is the case now and uh, we cannot we cannot uh, you know run away from the truth this is the truth so uh, 
yeah of course as a journalist it hurts me to be doing it but you cannot help it i know i think it's very brave of you to say that <laughs> um so what do you think about then you know the independent channels that are coming in uh the ones who are not part of say really large media houses um for example a fade souza you know uh, saying i won't be part of a news channel but i'll start my own sort of um platform from which i'm going to try to create unbiased news or you know there could be so many others uh so what are your views on like independent news that is happening oh i think it's wonderful you know to be creating something to be creating a platform uh by yourself for people uh independent or de- devoid of any uh, political uh, orientation i think it's wonderful i think it's really brave for them and do you think they will be able to remain unbiased for a long time uh as much as i believe that to be but again it's a challenge you know um staying uh, staying devoid of any political orientation not being biased in your news uh, reporting uh, from the ground without any um, biasness yeah it's it's very tough but uh, again there's a saying if you can you can it can invite a lot of challenges along the way but again if you can then people will look forward to listening to you so now talk to me about sports journalism what what is the world i know the ipl is going on and everybody is following closely and uh, in a country where cricket is religion what kind of you know journalism do you really do uh, whether it's focused a lot more on cricket and you know what, what i mean as a young sports journalist what is it that you really wanting to do with your journalism oh i don't want any choices please i mean sports journalism means everything everything about sports not just cricket or football <laughs> and i love uh, every bit of it the entire sports the entirety of sports so uh, cricket of course you know cricket is very dear to our indian fans so uh, our uh, primary objective is to cover as much uh, cricket as possible because um, you know uh, for the entire year cricket is something cricket and football as well uh, it's something that uh, people look forward to watching on television again um, olympic sports or um, sports like uh, say cycling uh is also what i find fascinating so there is no there is no uh, choice you know really i i focus on every sport hmm. so shrini what's your sort of objective behind doing sports journalism like when you're writing about sports whether it is the popular ones or the not so popular ones also um what's the sort of vision or objective behind really talking about sports for the readers i think my readers um look forward to reading most of my human interest stories by human interest stories i mean people who are not um, much in the limelight conveying their stories putting their stories out in the open for 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 the public to read and uh, uh learn about is something that i've always enjoyed doing hmm And so what is yeah and and what is reading like a human interest story do 
mean, what what purpose does it really serve? Uh, reading a human interest story would mean like uh, like a, like a Satyan of uh, table tennis, or uh, say uh, any any Olympic any Olympic athlete out there. People would not be that interested, you know, to know their stories. As compared to Kohli, as compared to other stars or other football stars like a Chetri, nobody would be that interested. But my objective is here to convey the stories of these people with the same interest as other people, as other sports stars. Right. So bring the stories of the lesser known uh, sportsmen and women and maybe that would motivate uh, people pursuing these sports to really get into those sports more. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, tell me about women representation in, in sports journalism. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, you wouldn't believe, but uh, I've had a tough time, you know, in conveying people that I cover sports and I'm a sports journalist. So as a woman, it, it sort of, you know, uh, drives other people crazy that a woman uh, can also manage the sports test or, you know, can uh, know or learn about sports. In fact, uh, initially, I uh, have had a lot of people, you know, who would uh, inquire if I uh, really knew about sports that much. Yeah, I have had a lot of people like that. So I, that still remains a misconception, a taboo, a stigma, whatever you call it. So uh, how many of your peers, uh, by peers I mean other sports journalists, are women? Not even one. <laughs> Not even one. <laughs> Not even one. I think I manage uh, my desk and uh, I'm a woman and uh, all other colleagues are uh, not women. <laughs> um, I feel very excited when I'm watching IPL and um, I find a woman's voice being a commentator. I think I get excited about that. I think um, the after analysis also there is this extremely well-spoken, well-informed woman who comes standing next to Sunil Gavaskar and, you know, doing the analysis. So that excites me. I think definitely we need more women. Now tell me the other aspect, right? Like representation of, of women sports people. Uh, do you struggle with having to represent them in your work? Uh, representation of women in sports. Well, it's a very interesting topic to, to be talking about. I think uh, times are changing. Um, we have the face of so many women athletes around us, you know, there's a PV Sindhu, there's a Saina Nehwal, uh, there's a Deepa Karmakar and so many others. I mean, times are changing, times are flying so fast, really. And representation of women uh, today is not the same as it used to be earlier. And uh, as a sports journalist also, and also as a woman, I think, uh, you know, we are moving towards this uh, very big improvement in sports. Hmm. So do you have to fight? Do you have to fight to file stories which are representing women sports people? That's where you know it all comes down to you know people are more interested to read about the women in sports these days. Interesting. Um, so tell me, I know uh, moving cities and uh, of course uh, coming to the world of journalism has been really uh, powerful for you. But in this journey, you know, uh, any significant people who have really played a major role and, you know, how have they done that? Um, 
probably my partner uh, and uh, the most interesting part of it is we work at the same company <laughs> so uh, he was he's he's a very senior to me and uh, he sort of you know taught me a lot of things about journalism about news about republic so i think he played a major role you know in uh, making me learn about all aspects of uh, corporate culture journalism and of course about the company yeah so i um, so i'm now 26 years old tell me what's really nice about being like a young person in their 20s and what's not so good about being young right now oh uh, well i think everything is good about this generation except for the fact that uh, we are too technologically driven you know i'm i'm sure a lot of your listeners you know wouldn't agree but i think technological uh, te- technology is not uh, something that we should so much rely on and in my 20s today is an advantage also you know everything is available with just one click and we young you know have formed this very good mindset of uh, you know working very hard and making a name for ourselves right and uh, particularly it is also noteworthy you know how young women of today are Uh, you know, constantly doing what they love doing. You know, uh, walking so hard and uh, becoming their own inspiration. I, I mean, it's a, it's a game changer, really. So, uh, yeah, it is indeed a massive step towards uh, bringing that improvement in the society. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know you work inside the entire world of media. And, and although you work in sports, uh, you're not too far away from the entire uh, political scenario in the country. So, although we spoke about it a little bit, what are your views of the current sort of socio-political climate in our country, and um, how much and with whom do you actually talk about it? And are young people, according to you, really engaging in politics? see it is no secret that you know we are living in the catastrophic times and i mean what else can i say you know not one but several of these problems keep happening around i think the best way to answer this question of yours meher is to actually ask ourselves if we feel safe you know if our parents feel safe if our children feel safe and if the reply isn't in the affirmative that means there's something going wrong there's something going wrong in the country and you know as a child i i never saw a uh, gender caste or religion uh, coming into the picture like this i never saw wars breaking out right i, I never saw uh, the division of people in the name of religion happening and everything everything all of this is happening in the midst of a pandemic of a global pandemic and what is this pandemic what is quarantine i mean i never i never had heard about these terms before i had to literally google and find out what quarantine actually means sometimes uh, i really i really feel like what after this what next and do we have any solutions for this i think i need to scratch my head to find one solution today uh nothing is going to change you know if you don't bring about that change in yourself right if you if you don't bring about that change in your mindset or the way you see the society nothing is going to change I mean, it's interesting that you use the word uh, "Are you feeling safe or not?" And then you went on to also describe the things being so um, fiery around us 
in so many spheres. So how does that make you feel as a young person, this entire situation? It's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. And uh, like, like I pointed out, just, you know, there is no end to this. I mean, it's, it's growing and growing. The intensity of it is growing every day. Wars, uh, hatred, violence, what not? So are you hopeful it will change? I am. I am surely hopeful. But the, that, that hope remains only uh, because I think, I believe we can change ourselves, right? We can change the society. We can reform it. We can reform ourselves. So do you and Deepak and maybe even some of your other friends talk a lot about this? Uh, not friends, but uh, colleagues. Yes, we do. Um, I have a lot of conversations around this with my partner, who also has his own opinions on the same. And uh, but the questions are the same. The concern is the same. You know. Right. So tell me, how has joining uh, the workforce been? And especially talk to me about being the only woman in the team. Um, you know, as a young person, how has that been? How have people older to you? Uh, responded to you coming in this space, the good, bad, ugly, whatever you want to share? I think the media industry is uh, one of the most uh, fast growing industries in the recent times. And now alongside broadcast, you know, digital media is gaining that widespread attention among the youth, which is a very positive sign for us. You know, that fast paced routine along with the excitement of covering a breaking story, you know, is something I cannot put into words for you. And that excitement, that vibe is real. And it happens in sports as well. Yeah. So uh, coming back to your question, Meher, uh, being the only woman in my team uh, has been uh, more of an advantage than a limitation. <laughs> because uh, people actually take me seriously here. And uh, most people find it um, inspirational, I would say that uh, being a woman, you know, I'm running a team of my own, uh, making sure uh, that our sports coverage is um, one of the best. And uh, I'm enjoying every bit of it. I mean, right. Um, so Shijani, in your opinion, um, what are some of the misconceptions that the world around you has of young people? Uh, are there some things they've been judged harshly for? Uh, well, I, I think, uh, I vividly remember, uh, I was, um, I think we were, we were going to some uh, trip and I remember my father's reaction when, you know, a, a car right uh, next to us and he saw a woman driving the car and, uh, my mother was immediately like, Hey, look, a woman is driving and she's nicely driving the car. Oh, wow. So this is something, you know, I mean, this is very unexpected. I mean, why? A woman cannot drive a car or say a woman smoking. Why is it so unacceptable? Right? And why are living relationships so unacceptable? Why are homosexuality so, uh, so unacceptable among our parents? So I think uh, these are a few uh, things that, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I believe they are misconceptions. Right. And what are like some of the things like you'd like say older people to be talking to you more about? I think the best way to define all of them is, uh, you know, how our parents consider it a taboo. 
and and very simple and very simpler things like uh, you know uh, talking about sexuality you know then uh, uh, so many other things and uh, i think that there is something you know which our parents don't uh, quite believe in or uh, say you know that's that's where the clashes of the generations happen right 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 um so tell me you know i know you are um, in this entire exciting space of sports journalism but what is shijani really looking forward to in you know in the future in the coming days well uh, see sports in itself has the power to change lives and uh, the ability you know to drive that gender equality by teaching women girls that teamwork you know self reliance resilience through sports i think it's really big and being uh, and as a woman in this uh, industry you know which is uh, mostly known um, uh, to uh, favor uh, boys to favor men i think uh, it's it was never has never been a challenge for me though but i think the way people see it you know requires a change right it requires a change big time so so going forward you are really looking forward to making that happen and working in that space a lot more of course of course uh, i think uh, i remember you know interviewing this uh, young lady and uh, she was from a, a very um, she was from a village in bihar and uh, she, you know often often complained to me that uh, his uh, that her, that her father and uh, other other male members of her family They wouldn't allow her to go out and play football because football is predominantly a man's sport. Is what her family believed in. So I think you know my immediate goal would be you know to help these girls out and just you know let them do what they love to do. Right, right. So that's that's something that you look forward to doing in the future. All right, great, awesome. So last question. what have you been uh, say listening to watching or you know reading in the last couple of months uh okay i'll start with reading uh you know i have i haven't still completed reporting pakistan so uh, that's a, that's a wonderful book by uh, meena menon and you know that talks about uh, her life her struggles uh, everyday life with all the pakistanis as an indian so i think uh, that that's a wonderful read uh, well watching i remember i last watched triple r so uh, <laughs> although i'm not a very uh, big fan of action movies but i gave it a try uh, by uh, from a friend's recommendation and it was really awesome great thank you so much for chatting with me you're welcome meher you're welcome it's always great to be back with you Thank you.